Say your last name for me. Pirano. 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 All right, I did it right. Yeah. Every once in a while you get one. I've changed the way I pronounce it like three times in my life. So. <laughs> how was it originally? Uh, I grew up pronouncing it Pirano, but half my family actually pronounced it Pirano. And, uh, and, Is there one that's right over the other? I mean, because it's <laughs> Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in, in Italian, it's Pirano. Pirano. Uh. That's uh, much cooler. Yeah, but the problem is living down south. You came in, they're like, (laughs) Piriano. No, I don't carry pianos. Yeah, I'm like, uh, piranha fish? I get it all. I'm like, what's the the thing most people are going with? I don't know. Uh, How's business? Great, man. Business is super good. I'm actually traveling down to Orlando. Friday to uh, open up another club. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Of the future, but one day, maybe not too far distant, audiences will be able to look back on it in the same spirit with which we view pictures about the first covered wagons crossing the plains. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. This is how valid is the validity. Is it? Hello, Andy. Hey. Thanks for showing up today. You're welcome. I know, I was late. (laughs) Yeah, you were late. That was way early. You were way early. That was a good dinner. We ate dinner together today. It was uh, a family thing. It's a family affair. What are you going to do? Robert Filipino in the office today. (laughs) Finally, somebody got it right. (laughs) 36 years waiting. First time. Wow. Amazing. Say it again. Say it the way you want it to be said. Pirano. Pirano. Okay. Okay. It it was, I, I should have asked before I did the promo for it. But, you know, it's probably one of those things that I was just going to beg for forgiveness. Yeah, for forgiveness. I mean, it's okay. I'm used to it. I must have, I'm offended if you get it right. <laughs> Are you paying attention? I am not. <laughs> very busy man. Very busy. We got There's there's not been a ton of stuff that I've read o- over the last week that I'm... Some stuff I don't understand. The, the stuff going on in Israel right now, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. world politics very much. I, I don't even have a chance to follow a lot of this stuff. I've, I've been traveling. Off. I've been on the road. So I just saw something on the news about uh, Israel and Palestine. I'm like, just, we're back at it again. Yeah, right, it's, never gonna yeah. It no. never, it's never going to end. It's never going to end. I, I, I kind of wanted to understand. But you know what was really neat is you got to see the dome, the missile dome system that Israel has. No, I see, uh, right. That, that it's kind of like the uh, space. Sounds like something in James Bond. Right, and so basically, it shoots <laughs> missiles out of the air. That's coming at them. Like a big volcano opens up. That's right. Like thing comes out. Shh. Yep. Uh, minus the volcano and the other stuff you were talking about. Okay. Well, it, it, it works that exactly like cooler, that. That sounds cooler though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, it, it was neat. I mean, it, they they showed it working on on uh, somebody was filming the. I mean, I couldn't imagine living there. You know, you go through COVID. And everybody's like, you know, worried about dying that way. And the next thing you know, you you know, everybody's shooting missiles over top of your head. I don't. Yeah, 
it's it's pretty wild, but it's been happening for a long time and probably not going to end anytime soon. Not while we're around. Well, I tell you, th- there's two of my favorite subjects uh, th- happening right now. Uh, so, uh, a divorce and and Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, two of my <laughs> two of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> Is she getting divorced? <laughs> so, Bill Bill and Melinda Something Gates like are that. divorcing. Yes, I I did see that. So it's it's very interesting. I don't know how she's going to manage. Well, they're going to continue to uh, run the the foundation. Uh, they're both going to stay involved with the the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Right. So it's it's hard for people to understand that this has been going on for almost three years. Yeah. Right. So the the big thing that everybody's talking about now is that that she filed for divorce after the Epstein indictment. Right. So. Because Bill and, and Jeffrey Epstein had a relationship. Right. And I don't mean like they had a relationship. I mean, they, they knew each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was probably other relationships that there were many happening. Many relationships. Many relationships yeah. of different uh, different, uh, <laughs> different types. Yeah. So they're, they're going to divorce. And and what's really kind of neat about that is it's just like you, you, you know, how is she going to manage with $65 billion? I, I mean, it really, it bothers me. Man, what a struggle. What a struggle. What a struggle. Like, what do I do with all this money? <laughs> Life is hard. I don't know if I can handle this. They're going to be splitting $130 billion. Man, what a, what a, tough, what a tough life. What a she tough was life. already a billionaire. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she didn't marry into his money. Uh, I mean, not, oh, I not, don't know. not I, necessarily. I mean, she, she like made she was, money over time. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like she was, uh, you know, just a pretty uh, uh, cover girl or something who married No, I don't, think, I don't think any, I think a lot of things will be said about her. Number one, Melinda. Can, that name can go either way on the looks department, but you know, yeah, you're either really hot or, or just, a dog. Yeah, not not good. But <laughs> sorry but, for any Melinda's no, listening. No. <laughs> yeah, there, there's the two friends that I had. Um, but no, it's 130 billion dollars. She was already worth 2.4 billion dollars before this happened. But yeah, the Jeffrey Epstein thing. So here's the deal: why this is funny or interesting is because the the Gisleen Maxwell. Uh, the 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 judge makes her trial for November 29th. We all different people have different ideas about how this is going to work out, but sure, I, I'll get I'll get your viewpoint on it. Uh, do you think she makes it to trial? Uh, <laughs> well, or does she it, get Epstein? Yeah, I think she she gets killed off. Hillary, yeah, it's I was thinking more like where how did the how are the the Clintons are definitely involved in this. So yeah, there because was a bills few, bills involved right. because he was on the plane, he's on the flight manifest, like he's definitely involved. So oh, I mean, the, it, so it the issue becomes she has a litany. There's like she's got too much information, too much, too much. She's got to go right. And the fact that they've let this go for now, no it'll way. be two years. If she makes it to trial, too much stuff. So comes you say out. no? There's no way. No way. There's no way. There's no way. Too uh, many people are not going to let her make it. Well, she just so <laughs> when they arrested her, the the, the countdown for her uh, demise was so. Right now, the the charge she got a new charge added on uh, for sex trafficking a minor in a in a in a revisited indictment. So this was they went back and picked out another. Tra- I mean, basically, this girl's going to be. I think what what will happen is she'll die in prison. They'll put her suicide, cry, of cryogenically <laughs> stick her with Walt Disney. Yeah. Uh, figure out how to get her to come back to life, then they'll kill her again. With the missiles. With the missiles. Right? With the dome technology. <laughs> yes. So that, that one indictment by itself is up to 40 years in prison. And also, the judge has come back on the Chauvin guy 
and they're trying to put him in jail for longer. Oh, oh, they're trying to extend uh, right, his right. So the, there's a minimal sentence that in Minnesota for those crimes. Right, right. They, they want to increase. Judge that. wants to come back and increase it, but the you know, of course, his d- attorney right now is filing for a new law, a new uh, Mist- a mistrial. Uh, well, it's filing for a, a new, new trial, trial. New, new trial. trial, new evidence. Yeah. But during this whole thing, you know, Ghislaine, um, one of the women that accused her. So apparently, and I didn't know this, but there is a, uh, what is it called? Epstein Victims Compensation Program. Oh, like a hotline. No, <laughs> no, not a hotline. Not oh. a hot, I mean, there's probably a hotline. There, but I'm there saying should like, be a hotline. No, no. For everybody that was, you know. Uh, wants to sue him. Yeah, class action. The, essentially, they got this program <laughs> where you just go and you tell them, you know, I was touched here, 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 yeah. and here by Epstein. Sign here. Here's a check. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, how well, do I sign up? <laughs> well, well, she apparently a woman uh, that is suing her as as Jane Doe. Uh, Ghislaine uh, sent her a bill for thirteen seventy for legal fees. Thirteen dollars and seventy cents. Mm. That's kind of an fu, right? I think that's what yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Thirteen dollars. I don't know. That's, that's three packs of cigarettes. Somewhere they're taking menthol off the block, Andy. Menthol's coming out. You better buy a buy up the camels. Yeah. Yeah. Menthol's leaving the shelves. Really? Yeah. Sure is. All brands. All. 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 Wow. No more flavored anything. Essentially, they're trying to get people to really just stop because you. What they're well, realizing just- is. If you're going to have universal health care, you, you need more people to be alive and paying taxes. Wow. So no Very more important. menthol uh, cigarettes. No. Interesting. I might quit now. Yeah. I got three packs right here. beside. I got three packs beside me at all times. You have a carton over there. You're right. I know. It's it is carton. what it is. Huh? <laughs> it looks like a carton. I've still been looking for the penis in, in, the, in Joe Camel's nose. <laughs> you ever see that, Andy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy's over there. Oh, he, yeah. He doesn't need no flavored cigarettes. What are you talking about? They, they had those cigarettes for a while. Uh, you know, I, I never was a an avid cigarette smoker. You know, I smoke cigars. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, you know, every once in a while, you know, you go out to a bar and you just can't help but have a cigarette. And I remember, uh, <clears throat> probably barely barely old enough to start going out, out to bars. They had this, they, they, remember the cigarette they came out with that you could crush it and change the flavor? Oh, yeah, the crushes, yeah. Oh, that's, man, epic. That's going away. Right that's here. epic. He's you got have them right one? there. That's yeah. unbelievable. I didn't know they still manufactured. So, People, wow. my thing was was always, <clears throat> it was really just extra menthol, right? Because it was already, me- most crushes are already menthol. Well, you can get them. You can get them already menthol. Wow. Look at how good I look. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to redo, redo your lighting over there, Andy. Yeah. Uh, maybe turn on. your light on. Let's uh, huh? see if this works. Yeah. That's it's better. still really dark. I don't it know is. why. It really is. Um, but yeah, they, they got a couple different flavors, and uh, the ones that I get are actually just regular. They, they should just do if they really want to get re- like get people to quit smoking. They should come out with like some really weird flavors, like uh, you know, toe jam. Yeah. <laughs> Beef <fun>. stew. <laughs> yeah. Like, like some really weird, like flavored cigarettes. Like here, kids. Beef stew cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Try this. Um, one. Can you give me pastrami? A, a, a pack of marble lights and a and one of the beef stew American spirits, <laughs> please. Crush, crush. <laughs> so if this world uh, didn't have any more uh, assholes in it, th- this guy is it, is it? Where's he at? Is it him? Oh no, this guy. This is this guy? is one of my favorite stories. Yeah, that's a that's guy. A guy? No. You know what? It could go either way. I don't know. Pronouns anymore doesn't matter. I, I don't. It's know. A, it's a okay. It doesn't matter. Edward, this guy spent fourteen dollars on a on a on a drink at Starbucks. Fourteen. That's it. Fourteen bucks, and, and, well, fourteen dollars, and he used a hundred 
and fifty of his fifteen hundred Starbucks oh. customer reward what's with points. The, what's with the mimosa on the left too? I mean, what is it? Why? That's just a picture of him. This is picture some of him? bar, whatever. That's not Starbucks. Where so fourteen dollar drink at Starbucks. Look at this shit. Five bananas. That has to be pumps. Anybody that drinks orange juice with pulp is just a maniac, <laughs> <laughs> a complete psychopath. So, what is it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. five banana pumps, extra caramel drizzle, extra Ooh. whip. I mean, this is just this five has banana to be, pumps with some extra this drizzle. Is, this has to be just to get some, <laughs> well, some, some clout. Well, so he's so what happened is a Starbucks employee that got fired had to take in this picture and then he posted it as oh. a kind of a. On his way out. Look, five pumps of frat, frap, rast. I mean, what what a douche canoe. It's just got to be just sugary sweetness by that point, right? There's no. You couldn't taste the difference between that stuff. No, no. no it looks absolutely uh, horrid. Mm. Extra ice. Extra, extra ice. Definitely. Extra ice. Definitely. Definitely. definitely a, uh, gross. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, 335 like, thousand likes. You know what really pisses me off about it is I sit up here for hours trying to make content, you know, that people. Uh, you try to get people to like and yeah, want like, to look at. Can I get a hundred likes? And, I mean, and get a hundred <laughs> likes, yeah, right? This yeah. guy gets three hundred and thirty-five thousand for sticking for being an more, idiot. more ingredients than th- I bet you that half of those ingredients weren't even in there. That guy couldn't tell a difference. I don't Man. even care anymore. Why, why is this a big deal? So, my favorite state, California. Okay. Oh, that's the best. State. I mean, probably one of the greatest states. In- <laughs> Can you give me a come on, man? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> They're so great. They should just uh, break away and start their own country. The leadership there is, like, amazing. So, he, you know, he's he's getting, I mean, we're talking, this is a Caitlyn Jenner situation. We we might be seeing a Caitlyn Jenner governor. Oh, I, I was just reading about that. Did you see the commercial? You know, I didn't even, uh, uh, pardon my ignorance, but I didn't even realize that Caitlyn was republican yeah, yeah. well i mean uh i mean uh, she was a trump supporter in the beginning yeah and then like most people uh the, you know it kind of tapered towards the end sure but she's you know he she you know caitlin caitlin uh, now now uh <laughs> has always been a conservative right so you know the the issue becomes the commercial was, Duh. the commercial was great right i mean the, the commercial was i don't think we have it i don't have it anymore i don't think but the commercial was great and it really made you other than if the vo- if her voice was different it would have been perfect but it is tough to see you know it's almost like it's a, it's a comedy sketch you know because yeah. it's like hello how are you it's time to and, and it's a woman yeah right? but regardless I, I mean got a good chance so point being is governor newsom decides he's gonna that, that california has a 75 billion dollar surplus so he's just going to give out more checks Right. Well, well, yeah, that's how you get elected, right? Right. So my thing is, <laughs> California is the most debted state in the union, and of course, a surplus just means you could pay your bills and you had money left over. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not in debt. There's right. three hundred and fifty billion dollars in debt. I I just don't understand at this point how anybody can take California seriously. I just don't get does, it. Does anybody take California seriously? Well, I mean, how many people? How, how many? How many people have you met at the Standard? For God's sakes. People moving here from California. Well, that's what I'm saying. Striking checks for $500 million houses and not even looking at them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Does anybody take California seriously? They're all leaving. Well, <laughs> let, let, here's what the official said. Seven, $75 billion surplus is largely due to tax revenues from wealthy residents. That that they're driving out. Jeez, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's the, and, and they're coming to New to York live? and Texas. and Yeah. I mean, it's it's just 
unbelievable. Well, I don't know how many of them are Who going to are New York. Who are these but... people? Not New York. I'm talking about oh. New York's also the oh, same Oh, yeah, boat, yeah. Now. I was going to say. No, that's my bad. Who are these people? <laughs> <I'm> like, Andy. <laughs> God, they're leaving California to get to New York. Quick. It, it, it's not. It isn't. No, the same with New York. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just. Uh, I'm, I'm from New York originally, right? I grew up there and uh, been in Nashville for almost ten years. And uh, I just was actually back for a little over a week. Uh, just just last week, I was in New York for for uh, for a week. Can you stand it anymore? <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> no. could you ever? I mean, maybe there's a maybe. There, there's I mean, that listen, too, there, right? there, there are there are plus sides, but they have nothing to do with the government in New York. Uh, the, the, it's so corrupt and backwards and it's just um that's why i i fell in love with uh, tennessee and, and nashville when i visited here because i felt like it was more of a a city and a state for the people that were here you know the 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 just even the laws the way things were it was like not set up to make you absolutely miserable and hate your life new york's like set up like for you to self-destruct every morning you wake <laughs> up and you're like i'm either gonna kill someone or i'm gonna get killed today like I mean, I'm cursing before I even leave the house because I'm like, how many? I'm going to get a ticket today for sure because the cops like that's why, what they do. Where is the? Where is the? Why are these states with so many wealthy people so liberal? In your opinion, I mean, do you? Did you? Huh. I mean, do you know these people? I mean, I mean, I, is uh, it is it white guilt in some aspects? Is it what 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 the hell is it? Well, you know, I try to figure it out, and I don't have an answer for it. But I kind of look at it this way: you've got. A two-party system, let's be real, right? So you have to pick a side. And so you you pick the side that you think in the, the location and the time, the, the side that you think you can get more people to vote for you. I think most of these politicians don't even they Care, don't be, right. they don't believe half the shit they, they, right. they say. Uh, so they just pick like, uh, okay, I'm going to go liberal, I'm going go, to go right or going to go left. They don't care what they're standing for. They're just going to feed you all the lines. If if they if they're going to be a, a conservative, they're going to yeah. tell you everything you want to hear. And, and the conservative, yeah, they they might not agree with it, but they're going to tell to just to get all the conservative votes. And if they're a liberal, they're going to say anything you want to hear, yep. just to get the liberal votes. But half of them don't even. We've know, had we've had <laughs> live we, that way. We did the CNN. Uh, the I can't remember um, who the media outlet was, but the basically they. Somebody went into what was that? What's that outlet called? It's a very famous that uh, Operation Veritas. Is that right? I don't know. Man. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't no, know. No, no Operation. I think it's Operation Veritas. <laughs> Basically, they they took somebody, got them hired in CNN that was undercover and just got. You know, one of the oh, ha- yes, main dudes yes. to to basically they took say, all the video, yeah, yeah. basically. Oh, it was so corrupt. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just just like yeah, we were propaganda. It's all whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't believe any of this shit. Uh, I mean, e- even I am lying about mostly everything I'm reading <laughs> and telling people. <laughs> that's how you, that's how it works, right? D- d- you know, the other thing, uh, d- and and this maybe this doesn't really affect you and your business. I would I would imagine it's but the but the are you finding it hard to find employees right now? You know, I just had this conversation with uh, with somebody recently. So uh, I I have a very specialized business, and um, so <laughs> no matter what, it's hard to find employees. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I am I'm currently looking for somebody uh, like to be a, a personal assistant, kind of like a receptionist slash like office manager, yeah. and uh, and I haven't really put it out there like intensely, but I've like posted on Facebook and stuff like, Hey, if anybody knows anybody, this is what I'm hiring. I'm, and I'm not, I'm paying well. Um, 
Okay, so that's a good. That's I think a, what, definitely what is a difference well maker. as far as what the job is and like what what, what uh, yeah. is that is that something you can talk about or is that. I, I, yeah, okay. I, I can talk about whatever I want. Right, so that's very true. <laughs> I don't want to get stabbed, so you do what you want. Yeah. Um, no, I just mean that, uh, yeah, I, I, there's nothing to hide there. I mean, so, like, this position that I'm looking to hire, um, you know, it's like uh, like $30,000 a year salary. Okay. So And it's full-time? At, 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 yeah, like 35 hours a week. Okay. So what's what's the math on that? Uh, 18, like six, six bucks an hour? Six, no, thirty five <laughs> hours a week. Thirty five? No, it's like sixteen dollars an hour, yeah, or eighteen dollars, right. something, something right. like that. I don't that's know right. the math. That's, that's, I mean, really, the, the, math. The, the shitty part about it is when do you have to start? Like during the day, as a person that would come into the job, when, when would they have to be there? So our business is mostly evening hours. So after, that's that's awesome. Like afternoon to evening. So basically, it's like. Uh, I'm kind of flexible with the exact time, but somewhere in like in the three to nine p.m., three p.m. to nine p.m. kind of a range. That's like pretty much our busy time, Monday to Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday it's uh, earlier in the day. This particular position probably would just be a Monday to Friday type deal. See, I mean, because if if thirty thousand dollars a year, I'll do that if I don't have to sit in traffic for hours a day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That that's what kills me about, especially like Nashville now. That that twenty four forty split. And the fact that it's still backed up to Cool Springs. Well, we, don't, we don't have a transportation plan. It's unbelievable. <laughs> We've let all these people come into this it, city. There's a 46-story, uh, uh, well, I mean, another one, how, how many are coming? But I just, the, the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, but that's been on the books for a long time. They stopped because of COVID. Yeah, well, that's that's coming. 46 stories. It's, I think it's uh, slated to be the biggest, uh, tallest building in, in, in the state. So that's coming along with a million other <laughs> more hotels and it, it, it uh, is it is what are we how are we getting people around what's the plan <laughs> there's no plan. there's no plan and now uh ooh, have you tried to take an uber lately oh dude that that is oh, we what? Just so what is the, what is the deal with that why is I, this i well it might come back to pay i don't really know i i, I haven't really looked into it but I, I i'm thinking like people are tired of like getting paid like crap uber paid okay i actually did it for a while when i when i left my my job to start my business uh somebody told me about it and i said oh let me try that out i can work my own hours drive my own car do whatever i want like, okay cool but uh they had all these incentives and the pay was pretty good back then but they, it just like watered down and so it went from this like kind of nice like high-end like concierge type service to like basically just taxis using an app right like it's you get half of these ubers i get in they're disgusting the uber drivers don't yeah. speak english yeah. like you know it's 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 not the experience this was set up to be right and i think part of that's just that they, they, they don't pay well they you know they got all that money you know they got all those grants and just like tons of investors and whatnot so they're not paying anybody and then people are like well if i'm not getting paid that well, I don't just I don't just take the money from the government. And I mean, right now, gas is so cheap. I mean, because of the shortage. I mean, it's only a hundred dollars a gallon yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> there I, was two stabbings just near my house for gas. For gas, it's it's like it's nineteen seventy. The pipeline can't get put back on. Unreal. It yeah. is unreal. It's really unreal. I I had no problem. I got gas yesterday and today. I mean, <laughs> I, haven't, it's, I haven't seen anything. I know it's unbelievable. It's I like mean, they it, it's news because there's no now that Trump is gone, there's nothing for people to talk about. They just have to create. They have to. You have to. I mean, this is this is and I, that's not me saying that. That is this is fact. No, it's yeah. This it's, is absolute. It's, fact. It's the reality. I mean. I, Everybody's like, "Oh, gas shortage!" And you're like, "Well, there's only a gas. Sh- <laughs> there's only going to be a gas shortage because everybody's freaking out that there's a right. going to be a gas do shortage." Normal shit. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you need gas in your car right now? No. Okay, don't get it. Right. <laughs> and then do what normal people do and siphon from your neighbor. <laughs> now I feel like I'm back in New York. God. Yeah. Remember they had the get? Do you remember growing up? You had the uh, the lockable, but before the cars had the. Or the gas tank, like now it locks from the inside. Oh, Remember, you yeah. just flip it open. That's right. They actually sold like the gas cap that, that locked. You, that yeah. you actually had like put a freaking key in to open the gas. <laughs> like, dude, I I thought about that numerous times growing up. Was which was like, you know how you could screw with anybody because you could just go open their gas can, ga- gas cap. Yeah, take it right off. Mm. Take it off. Yeah, I don't know how there weren't more uh, bo- uh, car bombings where I lived. <laughs> So other uh, there's about 11 states right now that are pulling away from the federal $300 extra per week on the unemployment. Yeah, we're one of them. Yeah, it's awesome. Arkansas, Mississippi, Montana, South Carolina, along with Alabama. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I, you know, 300 bucks a week. I was thinking about this the other day. What is what is the your your the unemployment? I think that most you could get from the state is like 250 a week, right, Andy? 275, I believe. 275. So it's 300 bucks on top of that. So 575. I just don't. If you're working at a nice restaurant, because right now that's where you're hearing all the problems, any kind of service industry. Yeah. Yeah. If you're working at a nice restaurant and you you're not making five seventy five a week, then you're probably a shitty server. Right? Oh, yeah. You probably shouldn't be there. The ones that are having the serious problems is the kitchens, because that's where those guys would be that you know, they're making six hundred and twenty bucks a week. Right. Right. So getting five seventy five from the government and not having to do anything. The issue is that these employees or employers have got to tell on them, right? The employers need to call and say, I offered this guy a job and he said no. That's That would shut yeah, this I, down I mean, right now. I, I, yeah, I don't really know like the inner workings of uh, <laughs> the details of like how to get that done. But uh, I definitely think that, that that's a big issue right now is that people are saying, well, why should I actually go have to exert myself to make the same money I can make sitting at home. So then people say, well, then those jobs need to pay more. But it's like, if it's an unskilled job, like, well, well let's I, talk. Let's, that's let's, like raising the minimum well, let's, wage. Let's which, touch on that for a second. Yeah. Let's touch on that for a second. A server is not an unskilled job, but it has been somewhat of horseshit in the sense that this two fifteen an hour because it's a tip job. So right. you basically make no money an hour. Right. And so, where this really kills people, especially, is breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Right? And so, you you know, you only have a certain amount of time during the day when you're actually going to make any money. The service industry with restaurants is a little rough and interesting, you know, because... I, I was a server. Yeah. I did right? it, yeah. So, it, it, when you have to work a lunch shift, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not usually getting the best... I think, to me, that there needs to be some sort of different dynamic with how restaurant employees get... I totally agree with that. I I mean, I totally listen. I was I was there. You know, I was one of those people. So uh, I've done a lot of different things, right? I drove Uber. Sounds like I just made this up to sound like, (laughs) oh yeah, I totally am relatable. (laughs) But uh, I actually did that. Um, I uh, so I worked uh, worked at a a a very uh, long standing restaurant here in Nashville, kind of a mom and pop restaurant, and um, yeah, that's that's like uh, totally uh, the system's flawed. You know, the system is flawed. Uh, there has to be a better way to set that up. But I mean, what about like the, the ca- cashier at like Dollar Tree? Skilled or unskilled job? No, I agree with you on that. I mean, everything's that, a dollar. Everything's a <laughs> Well, uh, you know. So okay. how much, so, so minimum wage is $15 an hour and you just have to ring in all these items for a dollar. So basically you just have to count. 
<laughs> How many items okay. do you have in your basket? Okay, no, okay. so you're right. So, and so, so uh, it's going to have to be the $2 store eventually. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just saying I'm not completely for or against, right? I think it's, there's, why does it have to be black or white? I think there's more to it than just. Well, okay, that's fair. But the, the issue is that, that this minimum wage stuff has been a, an issue. It's a, it's a talking point for politicians for sure. Yeah. Right. And, and again, I've said it a thousand times that this whole stimulus package over the last year and a half, this, this trillions of dollars yeah. has really made people be desensitized to how much money really it has a yeah. value, yeah. right? Because you just stroked out all this money, some of which still sits, they can't even give it away. Yeah. And then we're talking about not being able to give people 15 bucks an hour. So you and you and I and people that own businesses and things of that nature understand how this this operates and the margins and all those kind of things. People that just go to these jobs to work, yeah, don't understand like how do you how are you just writing checks to all of us all the time? And then when we want to if we say we want to go to work and we want more money to do that, I don't understand. And these and you yeah. they don't understand because you know, it's it's they just understand to go to work. Right. And and I think a lot of people, you know, now being a business owner, I mean, there's also a lot that goes into right running the business yeah. that uh, just a lot of expenses and, and liabilities and things that the business owners have to, you know, output that, that I think sometimes people on the other side just like they're just not aware of it. So it's like, oh, look, you're making a ton of money. You should pay me more. It doesn't quite work that way. Like the math has to add up, you know. Well, plus it also it, it's it's almost you have the ability to go. I don't need you anymore. So basically saying, you know, if you pay somebody more money, it's because you want them to stay, right? Yeah. And 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 that's not what this is. This is saying, you know, you you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay these people more money. It really hurts places where it's already you know like poor areas. You know, yeah. California, fifteen bucks. Nobody. Everybody out there makes more than fifteen bucks an hour anyway, right? Right. right? So, to, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really the smaller areas that that where the supply and demand and and people people's wage determines the price of the food or whatever you're buying. Yeah, it's really interesting, and and I, I'm just I don't I don't I don't know exactly how it's gonna how it's gonna pan out, but I will say that the amount of money the federal government has has put out uh, over this last year and a half has definitely made people go, why not? Yeah. Right. And that and that's that's a hard one to because there's no fiscal responsibility from the government. Did we does unemployment need to go extra till September? No. Did we need a second stimulus check? No. Right. There's all these things that where if it was in your pocket, if it was your household, you couldn't spend money like this. Yeah. Impossible. Right. Unless you were Bill Gates, meaning like unless you just had so much money, you didn't know what to do with. You couldn't live like this. And yet, people are watching the government live like this, right? Yeah. It really interesting. Also, that uh, well, I tell you what, I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna wait on this one. We're gonna take a, a, a thanks for our sponsors, and we're gonna come back and talk about what you actually came here to talk about fencing. So, oh, is that what I'm here for? That's right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, me and Andy picked out some nice looking fences from the neighborhood. We wanted Excellent. you to take a look at them. Um, <laughs> I, I can give you a quote. <laughs> No, you're not giving me a quote. What do I got here? We'll be right back uh, with Robert uh, Perano. Correct? Is that right? Close enough. Okay, cool. I'll see you in a minute. Sponsors of How Valid is the Validity. Audison Amplifiers. Feel it. Hertz Marine and Car Audio. Hear what you've been missing. 
Verdoliac Law Group. Let us help you. Aurora Nutriscience. True liposomal supplements. Guidance Whiskey. Look for guidance. Sony Mobile. Next level car stereos. Titan Motoring. Customize whatever you drive. Whiskey Culture. Learn more about the drink you love. Chris Weaver Band. Live and streaming entertainment. How valid is the validity? Every Wednesday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, on Facebook and YouTube Live, or download wherever you podcast. And I say cheap. Stai ascoltando. Anata WA Kiraimasu. Estás escuchando. Você está ouvindo. No matter how you say it, you are listening to. How valid is the validity? Stupid! <laughs> I do love that. That is awesome. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Um, so Robert Perino uh, from uh, okay, the, what's I think I got you mixed up with another another thing. Oh, so you meant to have what, somebody else here? No, 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 no. I <laughs> knew, guy. I knew, I knew exactly where I was going. The name of your business, sure, is what Music City Fencing Club, right? Music City Fencing Club. And so, okay, look, I'm just going to tell you this. People know what fencing is. I think right. Overall, I mean, uh, I would, I, I like to think so. Sometimes I'm not so sure. It is an Olympic sport, right? It is. It is. It is. And it's, you were in the Olympics or no, you I were? I wish. I wish. I, uh, I do have the Olympic t shirt on right now, Team USA. Well, I know you did you, it, a college, I, then I, you were uh, very so successful. I, I started fencing in high school and then I went on and fenced um, uh, briefly at uh, the Ohio State University Division One. And um, so I had a, a good experience, had an interesting experience there. It was a good one. Um, and then, uh, and then I, I started coaching uh, high school and, uh, competing in the national level. And I, uh, I did win a, a national, uh, medal in fencing, a gold medal in, uh, nice. low division for losers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a little bit of the history of fencing. I mean, this goes yeah. back centuries, yeah, right? It's, uh, it's pretty old. I mean, but it actually, it, it was actually real. Yeah, so so fencing, right, originated just as a means of defense, right? I mean, that's actually where the word fencing comes from, defense. Um, and so, you know, just it, what you think of as sword fighting, that's exactly what it was, right? Medieval times and knights and swords and battle and, yeah, all of it. <laughs> but, I mean, Spanish um, people actually used these techniques, yeah, right, to, yeah. to, to fend off whatever. You know, well, yeah. I, I don't know if it, what, what were, were they – was it primarily people that were transporting things and they were, or was it just in, it could have been anything. It, it could have been anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, Hey, I want your wife. Uh, so guard. let's go. Yeah. Wasn't it used more as like a formal duel to like settle disputes? You could settle this was yeah. late, later in the time, right? right. Later in well, the, yeah, you went later from, in its history. Yeah. You went from, you know, you had medieval and then, you know, as the, as the times progressed, it, it started once, once gunpowder. Right. You know, came into existence and, and guns were now being used for, for fighting and whatnot. Well, then then that's when it started to turn more to like a gentlemanly, you know, kind of dispute. And then that's when they decided, you know what, let's turn this because fencing is chess, right? It's it's basically chess with the sword. They call it physical chess uh, because you're, you're you're playing a chess game. Right. You know, um, and so that's it, that's it, it turned into a sport. And they used it to train for the military. So whether you're, whether you're using guns or not, I mean, even modern warfare now, the principles that you learn in fencing are directly applied. They they actually taught fencing in the the military, even in the U.S. military, uh, for 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 you know centuries. And not anymore. 
Uh, I, I don't think that the U.S. military has a has a branch. Actually, General George Patton uh, writ, like the, wrote the instructor's manual for fencing. Um, for, Patton for, did? For, yeah, Patton, actually. He was a, a world-class fencer. And really? Yeah, yeah, because you've got General George Patton Boulevard right down here in Franklin. Nice. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, and so he wrote like the manual for teaching fencing in the mil- for, for for the military for the army, and so he was in charge of that. And um, uh, but I, I don't think they they do that anymore. I, I, I think um, it's gone with know, the dodos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now they're just uh, I don't know what they teach. <laughs> so I mean, why why so uh, to continue on? So eventually. The dueling, the duels happened, and they were dueling. People were dueling in alleyways and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, and and it just kind of like the natural progression was like, hey, this is like a really intriguing, like mind and physical. So so they you know they started to say, well, let's let's make it like let's set formal rules, more formal boundaries and things, right? And started to like actually create like this this formal game, if you will, yeah. right? And um and then and and so that's kind of the 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 progression of it. So now then it was really just started to be, become like sport, but also they would use it to teach like no nobility. So like in the, the aristocracy, like all the aristocrats, right? All the really wealthy people. Well, there was um there was a uh, fencing uh, master. I actually don't remember his name, but he started a fencing school, uh, in 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 Europe, and um. Basically, what he was doing is uh, this guy was smart. He's a business guy. He was like, "I'm going to take this idea and I'm going to go teach it to all the rich people, and I'm going to tell them like fencing is great for your health benefit. Fencing is great for your mind, like the strategy, like all the things that like you know the upper yeah. class people would be interested in." So he opened up a school. He opened up a fencing school and was just teaching rich people fencing as a sport, as a noble sport. He just, he like created this idea of like, it's not peasants that are fighting with swords. It's, it's really rich people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Like if, if the portrayal kind of in culture that uh, fencing is for like rich people. Yeah. Is- like, well, that's kind of where it, where it transitioned. He started this, this school, uh, where he was teaching it to, to rich people. And then that, it just kind of like spun off, I guess that way, but huh. it's definitely not just for rich people. Um, but no, and, and, and also, I, I tried it at the Standard one time when you were doing it on yeah. Monday nights. I don't know if you still are. Uh, uh, we, we currently are not on a regular rotation. Um, Josh is dying to get it back in the club. Well, I, I, I could not believe the amount of energy that you exert to do this. I mean, it's, it, it's it is pretty insane. intense. Yeah, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. I mean, you have to be in some really great physical shape, which is why yeah. I'll never be able to do it. You know, you know I disagree long. with that, though. You might not ever make the Olympic team. I think you'll just miss the cut. Just but, a little bit. Yeah, just just a little bit. But that's the cool thing about the sport um, is that anybody can do it. I mean, they, they have para-fencing, which is wheelchair fencing or seated fencing for people with uh, lower limb disabilities. We actually launched a, a, a program uh, here in Nashville. Um, we're we're just getting it going. But we're launching uh, or launched the para-fencing program here in Nashville, which is uh, for, for individuals with disabilities where they can actually fence in a wheelchair. Let's take let's take a look at this, and you kind of explain what's going on. And Andy, I'm, I hope hopefully we can talk over these. Yeah, right? yeah, we're good. Okay. So, oh boy, right. So okay, that, this is yeah. So th- this is saber fencing. So there's three styles of fencing or disciplines, if you will. Um, <clears throat> each one is unique. Um, so this is saber. 
Sabres the fastest. And uh, the Sabres like uh, the cav- cavalry sword. So you can, you can, it has a cutting edge. You can slice with it and you can, you can thrust with it. Most of the uh, saber touches are, are cuts or, or, or slice. Now those, but the, but the sa- the swords in all three kinds are the same. No, no, they're different. So those swords were actually had a sharp edge. No, no, no. They're just, uh, it's all electronically scored, right? You saw the metal vests. That yeah. Explain, wearing. I want you to explain a little bit of that. Pretty wild. Yeah. So how, <laughs> I mean, it, Oh, sorry. I wanted to see it again. So no, we could, I, well, I got, hold on. I got another cool. one. I got a couple other clips. Well, here, I'll just, show, I'll just move on. It's number seven, Andy, if you want to. Yeah. I can scrub okay, it a So bit. that's foil. Okay, foil is another one of the disciplines. So uh, I don't know if you can see that the gray vest they're wearing in that style that we're looking at now, those vests are limited to the torso. The previous one, the vest or jacket, the sleeves were included, their arms were included, and their head uh, as well was target. So the target area that you can score is different. Oh. So, so, so each, the three styles, foil, epee, and saber, each one has its own kind of offshoot of the basic rules, and they have different like scoring mechanisms and different target area. So foil that you're looking at now was actually kind of created by the French as the training weapon. So even though it, in, now, in modern fencing, it's not like foils for like beginners or anything, but that's the idea. Is that the target's limited to the torso because that's where all the vital organs would be. So if you're trying to train somebody in sword fighting, so like, like you train them to go for the for the you know, the good stuff. This guy, like, back here, he got... That hurt. Like, he got well, hit. He, but he he bent down. I think what hurt him... No, no, he was just pulling his sock up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. But well, you see, like, now... You, so he, but it, you gotta be super flexible. I mean, look I mean, at how look fast how they're, they're, like, like yeah, jumping it's, around it's, and everything. Look at that. Yeah. So you've got to be really flexible and agile. Um, you've got to be able to change direction really quick. So super core strength, legs, qu- you know, quads, glutes. It's, like, pretty unbelievable. This Upper, is the Olympics, right? Uh... It, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Probably a World uh, World Cup. FIE? Yeah, FIE is the Federation International Escrima, so the International Fencing Federation. And, you are um, listening so basically to how international validity. Um, so what, what are the things that are holding them? So that's a great question. People ask all the time, is it like to hold them back? No, actually, that's just how we connect them to the electronics so instead of wi-fi really cables here that's just how yeah they do have wireless scoring so you'll see in sometimes especially now like in the olympics often or or some of these world cups in the finals like the big showy rounds that they put on tv they'll use the wireless system because it looks cooler but actually it's a little bit less reliable so this is so this this is the technology right is that what this is? Yeah, so this was actually created by a Japanese fencer, this kind of video that you're seeing with the really cool, like, crazy lights and stuff. But uh, that's what you're seeing is he's showing you how to follow the tip of the weapons, like how fast it's moving so you can see it. Gotcha. But um, this is Epe now that we're looking at. So that's the third style. So, so there, I got all three styles and you didn't did, even you know. Did. I thought you planned that out. That I did not. Good. Yeah, so that was Epe. And that's uh, the whole body is target. So they could hit any. I could hit you on the toe, hit you on the hand, the face, oh. anywhere. So each one is a limited target area. So th- this is the this is the one that starters would start with. Not necessarily. So that that's the wild thing. The the the, the whole body. The epe is the most simple to understand, right? So in epe, here's here's the here's the rule. Whoever hits first scores, and if you both hit at the same time, you both score. That's the rule. Really easy, right? Mm-hmm. So, fencing clubs often specialize in 
maybe only one of the styles, some in two and some in all three. But often you have a, a club, especially nowadays, that really focuses on like one or two of the styles. Like you have to have a coach that specializes in, in that particular style. And um, so if the club only teaches one, then they just, right, all the beginners start with that. Right. Oh, I got so you. our club, we, we teach two of the three styles. We teach foil and epee. They're both the ones that you can only score with the tip. You can't slice, just thrust with the tip. And so... Um, wheels just start students it depends if they're really little the foil is lighter so it's a little more flexible and it does uh add a lot more restriction so it's really a good way to get them started uh but you know if they're a little bit older we might start them in epee sometimes it's just their natural tendencies uh where where we'll have them start doing stuff and we're like okay this their movement is more uh you know uh Liken to, to to one of the styles, yeah. so so we might direct them that way, or the or the kid comes in, they're like, I want to do foil. I saw it in the Olympics, and that's what I want to do, and so we we kind of let them choose, and we teach them about both, and let them choose what they want to do. And um, which one just, is which one do you like the most? I, I like Epi the most. I like right because you can just hit anything, hit anything, anytime, anywhere. Just, I love to hit it. Let me ask you a question: uh, Is it? Do you think? If if the if you kept the point on a on a sword, the fighting is different. Me, you understand what I'm saying? Me, yeah. like if instead of being a system, you you actually got poked or stabbed. How, how does this change the way you fight? Is that is that a is that even a viable question? You know, I, I don't know. It's not one that I think of often, just because um, I, I live in uh, you know reality. But well, no, I'm just saying, you know, when you when we talk about the origins of this and yeah. people actually did th- this, yeah, you know, like does what is being taught, right? Is this something you could go back and I, I guess go back in time? Could you have fenced with those with those guys that that, that didn't I, have- I think that well, I think the styles changed, you know, over hundreds of years. The, the styles definitely changed. Yeah, um, you know, bef- uh, initially it was don't get hit. Right. Does Initially, he, yeah, there, there's some old school. Does this guy mean anything to you? Does he mean anything to me? I could barely see him, but uh, uh, so I, I, don't, I don't know who it is. But Agacilio, Agacilio Greco, fencing master from the 50s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, one of the guys that taught a lot of the um, in the movies and stuff. Right. Uh, so my, my thing is, like, how did how was who kept score? It was on the honesty of the person. Oh man! Before the electronics, right? The twenties when they started using uh, the electronics. Before that, you know, they uh, they had multiple referees. So you had a head referee, and then you had what they call assessors, so like assistant uh, or assessors, uh, assistant referees, and they would all be watching the different fencers. So like two were assigned to one, and the other two were assigned to the other, and uh, the head referee would try to watch, and uh, the assistants would follow along and the head referee would call halt if they thought they got hit and then ask the side judges, you know, did, did they get hit? And they'd raise their hand. Yes or no. So, so it was, but it was some, uh, some of it was uh, the honesty of the person. Yeah. Or they would use like, it, that's why the uniforms are white. They'd put oh. like ink on the cotton swab on the tip of the yeah. uh, weapon. So when it hit the target, you'd be able to see the mark. So that's why the uniforms are white. I, just to, to me, that sword whips around so much. It's so I fast. I, I wouldn't even know how that, you no, would, it's, how, it's, how do you know that, it's, it's diff if it's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, really fast. So, the, really, what's revolutionized this sport is that is the te- the, the electronic the, score. The yeah, the electronic scoring is like a total game changer, a total game changer because 
it's just so hard to follow the action without the electronics. I mean, it's, so talk a little bit about that. Why? Why? You know, I know the sports trying to come out a little bit more to people. Yeah. What What are some of the things they're doing to be more appealing to kids? Obviously, you know, because parents are always looking to, for places for yeah. their kids to in sports do, do something. Right. Yeah, what 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 are, What is What are the fencing? What is the fencing? Industry. Community, yeah. yeah. What are they doing to try to make this more popular? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I ask that every day. What are we doing to do a better job at marketing our sport? And, yeah. and I don't think we're doing a great job, but some of the things that they try to do is, as you see here, is, as I mentioned earlier, the wireless system and in the masks, they've got them like they light up. One of the things they started doing, uh, I don't even know how long ago now, 10, 12 years ago, is painting the country, the flag on the, 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 the mask. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of looks cool, right? Yeah. So they started doing yeah. that kind of a thing, and uh, yeah, you know, cool. uh, they got some like cool video replay stuff. That's exciting. But how do you get kids interested and and get that going? You know, they've created some like light up vests and stuff that like we can go to schools and just have the kids throw on a vest. When you hit it, it like lights up a cool color, makes a sound and stuff. Like get them excited that way. Yeah. Um, but most recently, and it's something that I'm not really into uh, doing. But one of the things that they're really starting to push now is lightsaber fencing. So in France, the the French Federation for Fencing, right? Mm-hmm. They actually have now sanctioned lightsaber as a real as a sport. Andy, can you find that? Check that out. Lightsaber uh, fencing. Lights, yeah, for France actually. So in the U.S. now, one of our big manufacturers, they're uh, now making like lightsaber stuff. And uh, so I, what, I what don't really, a, I don't really what, have an interest light, in what is a lightsaber. I mean, are we, you know, Star Wars. You know, like right. But I mean, how how is that? Those aren't real. So I mean, how how does that work? Sure, they're real. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a plastic tube. It lights up. You like <sighs> r- turn the lights down and then swing it around and hit people. I don't know. People go for it, man. Like sure. who doesn't want to like swing a light? Like we're grown. Does men it make the noises? There it is. No, I think they're they're doing it with their mouths, probably right. <laughs> I have no idea. What in the hell is that? I don't know, but like, there some of the fencing clubs are teaching lightsaber classes. I, I don't have an interest in it. That seems but, you know, the HEMA is another thing. Have you heard of that? A historical fencing. No, that's cool. That or is like, choreographed. Like, like long. So, yeah, this is choreographed. This is uh, actually like a almost like a halftime show. Oh, it is. Isn't yeah, it? this is like a halftime show, but. Uh, <laughs> so the, the 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 fencing that you're talking about is not out yet. No, no, they started it. It, it. You can find it somewhere. I don't know. In France, they're they're pushing it. But what's it called? Light, lights. I think they call it. Lights, How freaking funny would fencing, that be? Yeah? A halftime show, and you just saw two guys going zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> How that would be the best day of my life. Oh yeah, here's. The, uh, I don't know, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it places. So can men and women? Or is it co-ed? Uh, to, to a degree. So like, like national, international level competition, even regional level is not, it's, it's separated by gender, but you see why I'm not, not interested in doing it. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, but if it works to get kids, but to, I have kids doing real fencing. Well, I don't need this. That's not my point. You want to get uh, the kids that aren't right now interested, interested so that you could some, when they get older, they want to do the real fencing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Oh my God! Get, this this looks it. like something Casey would do. Yeah, see, this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this looks like a Casey sport. <laughs> so, what are you kidding me right now? You just this is this opens up the door for too many dweebs to come in and act like they're freaking Obi Wan Kenobi. 
That's why I'm not interested in doing it. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I'm going to lose all my Star Wars students. They're, no, they're, you're not. They're, <laughs> they're quitting the club now. I mean, like, I, Man, but my thing is for you, why wouldn't you do it? Are you afraid that other people in the in the room would want to only do this instead? No, I I don't. Well, no, I'll t- I'll tell you one of my main reasonings. Right, yeah. I, several years ago when I started the club here in Nashville, I, I I I didn't have any students, right? So I just had to get had to get people in the door, right? So one of the things that I thought of was just calling my little kids' class a junior Jedi class, right? Because like Star Wars movies were coming right. out and stuff. So it was cool. The problem is then I get a bunch of kids that like come in with this idea that they just exactly what you just what right. you just saw right. they don't want to come in and learn fencing they want to come in and just run around the room and swing stuff and like hit stuff <laughs> which is like cool but yeah, not really what say. i'm in I, I don't even like yeah i listen if i have to be around kids they have to be well behaved i understand so, I, I, I understand so i understand now I got rid of that. I, I I called it like Little Musketeers, Junior Jedi. I got rid of all that. It's like fencing, Olympic fencing for kids. So sign your kid up if you want to have structure, if you want them to like actually learn discipline, if you want them to learn an Olympic sport. And we make it fun for the kids, but we teach them real fencing. Yeah, we use the real gear. Yeah, a lot of clubs even will will start little kids like six, seven, eight, even up to ten with like plastic swords and stuff. So this, time for that. This get, is you right here. Do you, uh, this is you actually. Is that me? Do you know which one you are? Are oh, you on man, the right or the left? That's me before I got really fat. Nope, I am really fat there. Wow, I look pregnant. <laughs> so you're the right. Oh my god, the one on the right. that's me on the right. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Wow. Oh, and that's there this is at, online? at your place. So my place doesn't look anything like that anymore. That's like when we first opened up. So that. How many people do you have? Very now? different now. Uh, we have about 100 members now. That's awesome. We have 100 members now, ranging in age from five years old to like 75. And what, what is it, like 3,000 bucks a week or something? Uh, a day. A day? Yeah. 3,000 a day. You know, it's still for the rich and affluent. No, no. it's th- 3,000 a day only for little kids. <laughs> <laughs> if the, your kid's and, misbehaved, it's 5,000 a day. Now, how much is something like this to, so, to join? We start with uh, private lesson packages. And um, so t- the typical rate's like $45 for 20 minutes, but we package it up. And so we do like um, uh, eight, uh, four 25-minute lessons for $180. So it's pretty reasonable. So you can get like one lesson a week for a month for 180 bucks. We provide all the gear for you to get started so you don't have to go out and buy all, you know, equipment. Or oh, we, nice. We, 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 and we, we loan it, to, especially with COVID now. We give the kids their mask, the glove. Like it's yours to take home until you either – Quit. At, or, quit, right. Quit, give it back, or till you advance to group training, and then you purchase your own gear, and we have a pro shop. So gotcha. we fit them, we, we outfit them with, with, with the gear and everything, and then they have all their own gear. What is your limit per club? So me, meaning, like, what, 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 where do you feel comfortable having uh, that, uh, you know, the what's the number of members you can have, we, and everybody's still kind of comfortable in the room? And We want to keep growing. We're around 100 now. I mean, we want to be in the hundreds. Really? Yeah. Now, not in the current facility. We've got a 5,500 square foot facility here in Nashville. It's pretty sizable. Yeah. But you got to remember, uh, you know, a fencing strip. Right. Uh, each, each lane is like a bowling alley. Think of it like a bowling lane, right? Like bowling lane takes up a lot of space. So you have a big room, but you can only fit so many lanes, right? So fencing is kind of the same way. We can only fit, you know, our, in our 5,500 square foot space, we've got eight regulation you know, lanes. competition. Yeah, yeah. lanes. What we call so this is—is is this kind of like a regular day? Like, what would you? The um, like, yeah, that—that's actually uh, that second video that you had up there, right there. 
Uh, no, that one is uh, actually the guy screaming is one of my staff members. So we're uh, he was at a competition in Birmingham. This is the Birmingham Fencing Club. Oh, okay. And uh, he was at a competition there. He just won the gold medal. He just beat uh, the the guy on the right fences for Ireland, and he just beat him. I was pretty excited about He's that because he actually sprained his ankle in that same bout earlier, but he kept so trucking on. It's important to know too that basically, you know, when you talk about teaching somebody a sport. For instance, you, you kind of get going on action pretty quick, right? Yeah, like our, the first lesson, I hate the first lesson, man. Yeah, I sure. Hate, I tell everybody, I'm like, today's going to suck, but your second lesson will be the most awesome. So the first lesson, like, I got to teach them, like, basic, like, stance, sure. like, the basic overview and whatever. For sure, I get everybody, I get, a, I get a sword in their hand by the end of the day, and they can stab stuff, like, just feel really good about themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get but the second lesson, then they're, like, actually doing, like, like the fencing actions. They're doing attacks and stuff on me the whole time. So so can you... T- what what are, what are some of the techniques that we're looking at right here? Sure. So the, the the fencer that's on the right side, she's making a lot of attacks, right? She's really being aggressive, pushing forward. And uh, so she's using advances. That's the footwork. And then that last action there, that's a lunge. So she's attacking off the line with these really long, like, advanced lunges. You see the small footwork and yeah. a lunge. When the other person's trying to defend, they're going to use a move called a parry. And so they're using, you see the, all the swing in the blade. What they're trying to do is defend or, or you know block the oncoming blade and then once they make that blade contact then they can steal the attack so there's this idea it's a little complicated and i hate to like go down this rabbit hole but it's called right of way yeah. and in saber and in foil fencing right of way uh, is part of the scoring mechanism but it does not exist in epe so in epe that full body yeah that one whoever hits first scores and if you both hit within a uh, a 40 milliseconds of each other you both score a point Nice. Yes, 40 milliseconds, so one twenty-fifth gotcha. of a second. So do you find that most people want to go towards that one because you can hit somebody anywhere? No, everybody comes in and wants, like, they all have their own mindset on, like, what they want to do. Some people are like, I like the idea that it's really simple. Hit first, and I can hit anywhere. Yeah. And then other people really like, like, the technical aspect of foil, like this idea of, like, I have to steal this right of way. And, then, and, and like, it's an imaginary thing, right? Like, it's, it's not a, a, you can't see right of way, like... Does that make sense? Sure, like, yeah. like it's a concept, right? Yeah, and and then uh, and then saber everybody just loves because it's like really fast and it's like slicing and hitting and like just looks cool. So a slice it definitely essentially looks the coolest. <laughs> on the a slice on that board or on your arm or wherever you can, it, it, the point You're not really will come. Feel it. Right, but I'm just saying like oh. it, it's not a, it doesn't have to be the point end. It could be literally correct. So so that one that we just watched yeah. that that's the one that's that's saber. All it has to do is make contact, just literally physically touch the jacket or the lame. Yeah. It's the metal vest that they're wearing. It just has to make contact with it, and the light will go off. That means they, they theoretically scored a point or, or you know. Right. And so the foil, you can only score. With the tip. You have to depress where, But where tip. on the body? The torso. So you, you hit somebody in the face, nothing. Yeah, hit him in the face, hit him in the arm. You'll get a light. So not nothing. You'll get a light. It's and the person, wh- you have white- to stop? Yeah. So okay. so if you saw those lights, you saw the green and the red. A lot of people are confused by those colors here. But if you watch, and there is no off-target in Saber. Is this it, Saber here? That's Saber. Okay. And although there's no off-target, uh, there's no off-target light. If you hit her in, like, in the leg, just nothing will happen. But in foil, it's just because of the way the electronics so, are. So basically, you have a, your whole your shoes, your every everything on you is... 
It's got a, a, a trigger in it. No, no, the opposite. Oh, it's in the, t- the sensor is in the weapon. Oh, gotcha. Well, <laughs> it's it's really weird, right? In Epe, the sensor is just in the weapon, and so the uniform that you're wearing, when that tip gets depressed on anything, it'll go off. So they fence on a metal strip that's grounded. So if I go for your leg or your foot and I miss and I hit the floor, it, it doesn't it, go. It off. doesn't go off. Okay, but. In foil and in saber, they have those metal vests that define the target area. So in foil, if you hit on the vest, the colored light, red or green, depending on which side you're on, goes yeah. on. If you hit on the arm or the leg, the off-target area, the white colored light goes on, right? It's like the same color as the uniform, so hmm. white, off-target. In saber, you still have a defined target, right? So waist up, excluding the hands, is the, is the valid target. The, the, the part that's not target, the hands or the legs... If you hit that with the saber, nothing happens. And that's just because of the way the electronics are with the scoring mechanism. It just is set up that way. It's just, yeah. It's, and so do you Do you have, right now, I mean, do, do, do students come in where you're like, right off the bat, you're just like, man, that guy is going to, or girl is going to be. I, I try not to do that because yeah. I've learned, uh, if I get a kid that, I have a girl right now. Um, she, normally I do like three or four months of private lessons, like two a week before a kid could advance in the group class. I did. Four lessons with her, four 25-minute lessons with her, and I moved her in a group class, and I had her do the group class with the kids in, like, her age, you know. Uh, she's nine, and I had, I had her doing one, like, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, and after, like, one class, me and the other coaches looked at each other and were like, we're going to put her in the next group. Right? Wow. She's super do you, smart. Do you she find plays that, chess. Like, she, do you find that, that men and women, that there's a proclivity, proclivity for one or the other that, that, that take, you know, take the sport better or are they both kind of equal i think well i i think they're they're just different right so our club actually has a really high number of female athletes especially you know like young female athletes um we have a lot a matter of fact the last year we were selected by usa fencing as the club uh out of over 700 clubs in the u.s as the club of excellence in the diversity equity and inclusion including our women's programming so we have a very strong and large women's program. We have uh, probably nearly 50% of our uh, membership base is female. And of our competitive athletes, uh, more like 65% is female. So it's really, we have, like, that's an astonishing number. Wow. Most, most clubs are male. The sport is male-dominated. But there are a lot of females, don't get me wrong. Sure. Um, but I definitely think in the younger age, man, it's so much better to work with the younger girls because... Yeah. The boys are just, they, they don't listen, right? They're yeah. just stubborn. I mean, come on, we grew up with, like, oh, yeah, sure, coach. I just want to hit stuff, you right. know? Like, And the girls, like, they take direction better. They're easy, better to better to coach. So all my coaching friends are like, yeah, man, why do I want to deal with the young boys? They just screw around. Just they just want to hit stuff. Yeah. yeah, I want to run around. And they think they know better. Like, they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do it my way. Okay. <laughs> and then the girls are just, you know, you tell them, hey, this is what, and they're like, okay, and they work hard. Not to say that boys don't do that, right? But- well, you're not going. You're definitely not going to get in trouble if you say that boys don't do that. <laughs> but man, the boys are a pain in the butt. <laughs> well, we're going to take a, a quick break. We got to. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll finish up on the fencing stuff, and then Colleen Orander is here to play a song for us, and then and then we get to talk about whatever we want. Yeah. So it's all it's all it's all good. I'm trying to see. I'm going to go ahead and do the clip of the week, Andy. Uh, Yay! I think this this week is Titan motoring. Oh, there's no sound. It's I messed up. It was my fault. See that? This well. is the clip of the week. But anyway, regardless, so I, 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 there's numerous things I wanted to play this week, but this is, I wanted to get 
I want, I kind of wanted to hear what your opinion was. So there, basically, this is bear at a picnic table with these people that are obviously athletes, most of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, they look and like so fencers. This guy just brings over some peanut butter and some bread. He's There's a guy a with a, a freaking 12-pack of Miller Lite. My question to you is, is this bear? This can't be real. I think it's real, There's but no is there is the bear trained? Stoned? Yeah, what, <laughs> what do you think? Andy Andy thinks he's... Uh, no, I think that bear's been around before, and they know it, because nobody is nervous, and that thing will just rip your face off. Well, you know what? Clip right of the now. week. Bear ripping uh, their face off. My mom is an author, and she wrote these two children's books, and she uh, oh. also has... Uh, also has some, uh, the, it's the little, little, uh, it's the little, uh, ladybug there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really cool. If you have kids, you can, you can buy both of these. I think, what, what is the, what is the, uh, what's her, what's her handle? Pops yeah, up. that's what I want. There oh, it is. That's what that's you wanted. There it is. Uh, and, uh, you had another scene though, that went to something I thought. No, mm. I got, I got to, I got to make the commercial. She, okay. she, my mom's gotten really creative making stones. It's really neat work, uh, and, and really neat stuff. And especially for kids and, and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you the wiggly spider, uh, a slug salamander and the bug. And then, and, uh, she's going to help me write mine on private pancakes. Uh, it's general <laughs> butt cheeks and private pancakes. I like it. I think it's going to be great. Aurora Nutrisciences mega liposomal products offer greater bioavailability. Through our proprietary process, vitamin C or glutathione molecules are encapsulated in liposomes that ensure much greater absorption into your body's bloodstream through the GI tract. This allows for greater efficacy of these nutrients into your body's bloodstream. Use HVVCAST when you purchase at www.auroranutriscience.com for a 10% discount at checkout. Sony introduces premium branded car audio systems, bespoke and custom tuning, making the car the ultimate emotional life space. Quality products and sound, we are passionate about custom design and innovation, delivering an immersive in-car musical experience. Sony Car Audio 2.0 be robert's car though robert yes robert perino from music city fencing right where, where do people find music city fencing club music i'm sorry because if you go to music city fencing that's that's where you get the stockade chain link <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's right the club that's is the, the other key. company yeah Got the you. club is the key uh, and, the, and there is a, another fencing club in, in nashville there's a few there are, there a, are few. a few there are a few gotcha. um we're we're the only one that has a facility like our own like high level, like full time, seven day a week training facility. So like the other clubs that are around Nashville area, I got you. like run out of a rec center, like school after school, like one day a week, right. like they teach in a you know a gym or something like that. Um, we we are a full you know seven day a week. All of our coaches are full time fencing coaches. So what? No what, other job. When did you decide? <laughs> when, when did you decide that you wanted to start this business? Above anything else you wanted to do. You know, I never thought I was going to own a fencing club. Really? I was really involved in the sport. I liked to coach, you know, I coached high school for years in New York. Um, When I moved to Nashville, I kind of felt like I'm moving to Nashville. I'm going to kind of give, 
leave, you know, fencing was not something I thought I was going to continue with just because I, when I came here, there really wasn't much going on. Right. And so, uh, I never thought like I was going to try to start something here, but, uh, when I, when I was, uh, changing jobs and moved around a couple di- different jobs, I hadn't changed jobs in years. And, um, I, I just was like, not happy. I was like, man, I, I just, I hate all these jobs. They suck. <laughs> I'm like, I hate working for people. People suck. Yeah. Like, this is awful. <laughs> what can I do? So, uh, so I was like, you know, uh, let me, let me go on. This is back when Craigslist was popular. Is that even popular anymore? Is it I, I mean, I think anymore? Andy uses some parts Craigslist. of it, but I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. So Craigslist, uh, I actually was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a domain name. I'm going to create a website. And then I'm going to go on Craigslist and advertise that I'm a fencing coach. And maybe I'll get a couple kids that want to like take lessons in, in, in my, in the rec center at my apartment complex. And maybe I'll oh. make a couple bucks like on a Sunday when I'm doing nothing. Right. Right. So that's how it started. I started giving some fencing lessons off of Craigslist. How cool was that? And, uh, and then I went to a competition here, uh, actually at Vanderbilt university, they had a fencing tournament and I entered it because I was like, oh man, I, I just, I'm, I'm itching, right? I'm missing, uh, I missed the competition. So let me sign up and go. So I hadn't fenced in years. I, I signed up, I went, I, I probably won, I think. No <laughs> and, uh, and afterward, a couple of people came up to me and they were like, do you, do you give fencing lessons? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could. I do. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> in my basement, yes. <laughs> and so uh, then I started giving them out of my basement. I had moved to a house and I was giving them in a big basement. I was giving them in the basement. I'm like, man, this is sketch. So I was like, what What if I do that? Can I do this full time? Like, can I open up a club? And I just started thinking. That's I was insane. like, can I open up a club? So I started to, to, I found another club actually that existed down in Franklin. They, they, they're no longer around, but um, there was a club, there was actual like a physical club, right? Um, down in Franklin. And uh, I reached out to the guy and I said, uh, are you open seven days a week? Oh no, we, we don't work these days. I said, can I like rent out your club and I'll give lessons those days? Or can I work for you? Or whatever. like, I, yeah, like whatever. And he's like, yeah, you, you can use the club the two days of the week that we're not using it. Like pay me like 500 bucks a month or something, use the club. So he did it for like one or two months. And then he's like, yeah, we're not going to be able to continue doing that. And it ended up, they, they closed down the club and they went out of business. So, so what is what is some, I mean, a piece of advice you give people who are thinking about trying to do something or start something. I mean, that that's a big jump, right? I mean, how, yeah. how did you decide that that's, you were going to make that jump and, and feel, well, you know, because I mean, starting a business is no joke, right? I mean. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, I'm still learning, but, uh, I think part of it is I, I've learned along the way, like you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. And, and I'm the type of person I don't like to fail. Like anything I do, like I want to be the best. I'm not, but I want to be like, I strive for excellence. Right. So my first fencing coach was a big mentor in my life. And, um, he, you know, I started fencing not until I was in high school and he always taught us like don't be second rate cuz i grew up in like a really like lower middle class school district and like teachers were like oh, just pass the test like no problem like you just have to pass that's f- see great oh you didn't fail yeah <laughs> like pat on the back like you graduated congratulations <laughs> you're going to community college right. So he was, but he, he actually had fenced in the high, the same high school in the sixties. I'll be brief with this, but he, uh, he fenced in the, uh, when he was at the school in the sixties and then he got a full scholarship to NYU for fencing, fenced there for four years, came back to the school district, became a math teacher and decided he wanted to change things. You know, he wanted to like not be like the teachers he had. 
And so one of the things he tried to instill in all the fencers was don't be mediocre. Like you can be excellent. Strive to be the very best. And it doesn't matter. The school district next to us that's really rich, yeah. like we're going to be better fencers than them. Even if we're broken, we're poor, it doesn't matter. We're going to work harder and we can do it. And we're going to strive for excellence and anything less than like our very best is failure. Now that's not to say if your very best means that you come in second to last. Sure. That's your very best. Right. That day, that moment in time. You can strive for better. It doesn't mean that don't be happy with that you did your best, but like try to, you know, up your yeah. up your level. So anyway, my point with that is just like I was like, I, I think I kinda wanna do this and if I'm going to make the decision to do it, like I, there's no way I'm going to fail. Like I'm going to do it. It's scary, like because obviously I can fail. Sure, but uh, like I, it's not had an to option. Try. Yeah, had to had to do it. Had to do it. So my advice for people that you know want to do it is like, obviously, like you have to kind of get some information and to like figure out. Like you can't just like oh believe in yourself and do it. And like you have to do some homework. But like yeah, take a leap. I think faith is really important. So for me, I just, I try not to stress about stuff and, and I believe that there's a plan for everybody and everything. Yeah. And so I just do my best every day and then let everything else like happen as it's supposed to, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And you're getting ready to open a place in Florida. So now I'm opening up a second club. That's awesome. I'm opening up a club in Orlando. I haven't told anybody yet. This is the first announcement. See, I, I have I not think told anybody There's yet. like three people that listen in Florida. Yeah. So you're going to, this would be great this for you. This is huge. This could, this could start it, your that's whole. the whole thing. <laughs> All well, three. That's, I yeah. mean, to me, that's the, that's the key, it, right? The, it, the success of if, it all. If you're in Florida and you're listening to this podcast, you get one month free membership at our new club. Oh, this is embarrassing when nobody uh, takes you up on it. <laughs> It's embarrassing. All three people, better all three come, people. come in for free. I'm going to have to now. I'm going to have to hire somebody down in in, uh, in Florida now, Andy. I'm going to have to hire somebody to go to this guy's club. <laughs> yeah, and take just, a lesson. Yeah, just hire like Florida man. Just give him like a candy bar. <laughs> give him a candy bar and some scratch offs. Well, congratulations, and Thank and you. I appreciate it. what a, what an interesting business. Uh, it, it really, and I, I I would say this. I mean, like having tried it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, you know, I, I would love to do it again, honestly. But uh, we're gonna do it again. Yes, I want to do it again, and and people sh- need to try it out for sure. It is it's worth trying once, and really understanding how difficult it is because it is more than just whipping around a sword and yeah. and and moving forward and backwards. Yeah, I mean, Every, it's, it's it's everybody that like comes to, especially if you're an athlete like that played like a typical sport. They they come to me like oh fencing oh easy you know and they just start to like do oh that. yeah right like, oh yeah yeah and they're like how hard is this but. Every single one of them that gets suited up and like fences me, like at the end they're just like, holy! Oh, it's like, another. They can't game. believe how tough it is because it's just there's there's so many dynamics to it: the and, speed, and, the agility, and then the mental side. It's not just brute strength; it's the ability to like change direction, critically think, problem solve, and then like trick your opponent. So you like have to set up these traps, just like chess game, yeah. and play several moves ahead. You have to have a short game, a long game, everything in between. It's pretty. It's interesting. Pretty, it's pretty sick. It is. It is really <laughs> cool, and and you don't realize the defensive part of it because you know you think you're going to get in there and you're just going to get away, and you don't. I mean, no. especially with someone like you, you realize real quick. Not only is it hard to get in on you, but you're you've already pointed the person so fast. Yeah. You know, and that that's what's really intriguing about it. Also, the the amount of exercise. I mean, it's just really good exercise, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, you can burn when you're training like like higher level. You know, not just recreationally, but yeah. when you're training and fencing, I mean, you're burning like eight hundred calories an hour. That's insane. That's what I, I I just need to Easily. do it. I need to do it. Let's go. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Colleen's here. Come on over and sit down. Come on over and sit down. This is Robert. And if you want to take Hi fencing, there. if you want to do fencing, he's your he's your guy. What's that? What's that? 
Oh, so it's Nashville Music City Fencing Club. Yeah. Music City Fencing Club. I'm sorry. I think you. <laughs> what are you talking? This is comfortable. This is the uh, Caitlyn Jenner special. This uh, no, not Caitlyn Jenner. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. I. 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 I, I Caitlyn Clarkson Jenner. You can bring that mic up, mic to your face. There. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The headphones are on the floor. I apologize. Yeah, I, threw them, I don't know if I you want to help her, Andy. They're on the floor. They, they they fell on the floor. Um, okay. You want headphones? Mm, they look nice. so much cooler Do with I the headphones. Them? She says she I feel want I feel legit. I you, it is too tomorrow. legit to quit. You might not hear some things though. Oh, like what? Well, no. I mean, we're just talking to her. I mean, you know, you you have you seen her perform at the Standard? Uh, you do the jet. The yeah. So I I think I've I've caught the tail end or the beginning or the maybe the middle. I don't know. I, I've caught it, but I haven't I haven't been graced by your performance from beginning to end. Things are. This is. I mean, this is a first time experience for everybody. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah. you can. Uh, you want to take your guitar in there and take it out of the case in there? No problem. Yeah, no problem. Um, what, what? What? So, are you performing? So, do you? Is this a song you wrote? Yes, uh, "Love Me Harder" was one of my last singles. Right. So, so is it more like jazz or blues or what? More what's blues. Bl- this more blues. One, yeah. Um, it's on AAA radio right now. Oh, okay, cool. So. You want to bring that up to your face a little bit more? Oh. Sorry. I mean, I know as a singer, you probably don't know how to use a microphone as I, well. I, well, no. I don't <laughs> first, have one first of these time with things on here. He, he's actually done really well tonight. I'm really, I'm really, really proud of your ability yeah. with the mic. I mean, most of the time we... We're fencers like, have to be able to adapt, right? It's insane. <laughs> I, so have you ever fenced before? I've never fenced before. Have you ever You look like of, a fencer. Are you sure? I do? Yeah. What does a fencer look well, yeah. like? Well, they look like... Uh, two arms, see. two I'll legs. Show, I'll show <laughs> You fit right I in. A, I need a reference. I'll show you. I'll show you. This is for the this is what, that, That's what it is. Do you, have you ever seen this before? I I've seen it, but I not in person. Okay. On TV. I don't think that I've ever seen a, the sport, the actual sport of it before. Yeah. When 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 we start doing some like serious competition, you got to come down and watch. I mean, like, how many people it. come down to watch? Uh, I mean, <laughs> right now nobody because COVID. But, but uh, before, yeah. I mean, we 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 we'd have people come in all the time. We want to check it out. Really? Like, yeah. Like, how cool! I want to come down and see that. I am going to come down. Come and see down, it. man. When's the next? When's the next bout? The next bout is that I what mean, they're called? Bouts. So we've got uh, well, competition. Well, like tournament or competition. But we've got a uh, coming up in like a week or two. We've got a very small, like a high school, uh, unofficial high school tournament we're doing. What does and, that mean, like underground high school thing? No, like just because this year with COVID, like a lot of the programs, like schools weren't doing stuff. So we're not doing our normal like season and like state championships this year. So we're just going to do like just a tournament for high school age fencers. So oh, it's cool. just like more like low, like low key. But then the next day we're doing the Junior Olympic qualifying uh, tournament uh, right here in Nashville. So we'll have less participants than normal. And a lot of our students have already qualified for the Junior Olympics because we there's multiple qualification paths, so they've been like competing um, and earning points over the last several. Are there months. are a lot of fights in the a lot of fights in the parking lot afterwards. Oh man, a lot of you aggression. See, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a kid. A kid. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's it, That's the cool thing. It's like I tell everybody, you get on the strip. I want to kill the person in front of me. Like I'm out for. I don't care. I I want to beat you. I want to beat you badly. And then afterward, like let's hang out. We'll have a drink. And unless you're underage. And we'll just fist bump. Well, they can but, stay on the other side of the fence. Yeah, yeah, stay on the fence. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see it. You got to let me know. Yeah, I'll come I down. definitely want to come down to the club, too. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I, all I care about here is that uh, 
It's free for me for life. Yeah, free. Okay. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Done. Done deal. Colleen Orander is going to be back uh, right after this short message, and then uh, we're going to do some other stuff. I got one other thing I'm going to show everybody that I found was really interesting uh, th- this week. But anyway, we'll be right back with a, with a song. What's the song called? Love Me Harder. <sighs> I just love when you talk like that. <laughs> A new era of sound. We sail on a boat, fly in a plane, sit on a train. But our automobiles, our ride, that tells people who we are. A brand new car is nice, but in life, we desire innovation, imagination, Dreams that manifest to reality. Not just taking what we can get, taking what we can get and making it ours. Titan Motoring, taking what anyone can get and giving you something no one else has. Whiskey. Look for guidance. Fencing. I'm gonna have to look at look into that. <laughs> it got me. It got me, Andy. I messed what? up. I messed oh, up. Oh, the camera. I forgot. I forgot. Colleen <laughs> Orander with uh, "Love Me Harder" mm-hmm. on on music. Music. How valid. Take your time when you know that I want 
can do, you can love me hard, babe. Just love me hard, babe. You keep on wondering what's up with the attitude. There's something that you can do, you can love me hard, Just love me hard, babe. all that about my fault the verb yeah yeah no and i had the routing wrong it was my fault and then I, but it didn't sound it didn't go out that way it only applied to the uh what we heard yeah did it scare Sorry. you it sounded good. Me, I thought it sounded good. I thought that was it was sounded pretty damn good. I was like, I just, that's kind of a cool effect. I just saw him look up, and I'm like, oh. And then I heard the reverb in the speaker, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit, things. So we're it good. Was sounding, it was sounding good in my ears, and then I took it off, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so, so, but everything went out okay, right? It recorded correctly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that was awesome. You want to do one more? Sure. Do one more. Yeah. Encore. I mean, since Andy kind of screwed you on the first uh, one. Yeah, I did. No, just do one more. I never get two. I should get two songs. What song is this? Yeah. Mouth You Feed. Mouth You Feed? The Mouth You Feed. Show everybody what you're drinking there. That's a little baby it's bottle nice. of guidance. Oh, nice. I'm at your bar. Baby guidance.
Where can people find your uh, your stuff? My stuff's on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Um, I'm getting spins on WMOT, uh, local radio. Um, and you can come see my show this Sunday at Dee's Country Cocktail Lounge. Do you play there regular? Every other Sunday is my residency. There. Nicely done. So if you can't make it, this this won't come out until next week. So if she was there this Sunday, she won't be there when you hear this. And then it'll be two Sundays after that. You can always just look on my website. Yeah, just go to, go to the website, right? As well. Yeah. What 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 is it? ColleenOrinder.com. And we'll put it in the thing because these are separate. So I'll put make it real big, big, big lights and stuff. Huge. It's gonna huge. be huge. It's gonna be huge. Well, thank you very much. Who's your friend there? This is Chris Collier. Hi, Chris. Chris how are you? My main dude. Thanks for coming up. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you. I'll make sure you guys get some vitamins before you leave. Very important. <laughs> thank you. Very important. And um, some fencing. The fencing. I mean. Very interesting. I, I made a comment earlier. I said, you look like a fencer, right? And you said, how so? I said, you have two arms and two legs. Wait a minute. Wait. You got to check this out. Can I, can, I get, can I get him to look this up? You got sure, to watch this yeah. video. I want you to check out BB Vio. She is a parafencer. She doesn't have arms or legs. Is it, how do you spell She's, it? B, B, two B, Bs? B, yeah, B-E-B-E, and oh. then last name V-I-O. And then, uh, BB Vio. Yeah, we'll, yeah, BB Vio. Yeah. Okay. And then just put in like wheelchair fencing. You gotta watch this. Are you kidding me right now? She is a ama- so she uh, had a bout with uh, I believe meningitis when she was a little bit younger. She lost her hands and her feet. She is a wheelchair bound like. It, uh, just watch the video. I don't understand. So she is <laughs> like just amazing. So anybody can when, when I say anybody can fence. Watch this video. She doesn't have hands or feet, and she will whoop you. Like, Andy, it's it's amazing. Look, you think you can? Find, oh, look at this. this. Is she's on the left? Whoa! Oh, so neither of them move. They're, yeah. So the the in in para fencing and wheelchair fencing, they're confined to these to the, to the chairs. There, they're they're at a set distance based on the the length of the fencer's arms. Mother of God! And so they wow. can lean forward and backward. Look how fast this is. Whoa. Okay. So the the foil is actually like there's a mechanism that attaches to her, you know, to her to her arm because she doesn't have a hand. Holy mother of God! Is this like, this is the coolest thing? She is like the most decorate. She's the uh, just the she's the one. Where would she be? <laughs> let's uh, arms and legs. If if she did have, I mean, like where would she be? Would she be I, as know, fast? I, or ranked, I, you know, I, I she, I, I hate to even like try to guess. Like this is her thing, and she's just so good at it. 
Um, she's just a phenomenal fencer. She she's I think now she's like twenty or something, but like she's been fencing for years. Um, My God, that is insane. She's so fast. So if basically, if you ever if you ever have an excuse not to do something, <laughs> like, you just like, need to look like, this up. Yeah, like she she's she's a a, a Paralympic uh, champion, like like the top pair of wheelchair fencer of the world. She's like number one, like the most decorated. Like this the, woman has the, no feet or she has hands. No feet or hands. And she's that she and she fences. Yeah. Yeah. You have no excuse. Like you. Yeah. No. There's no. That's excuse. what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's no way. Like no, I'm not good I enough. Can, I can't do no, it. I, I, after watching this. I, the only reason I have not built a pyramid is because I just didn't try. You didn't try hard enough. You didn't try hard enough. That's insane. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So I wanted to share that because I think it's really cool. People don't realize there's even um, fencing. It's not super prevalent, and it doesn't have its own category like wheelchair fencing here. But uh, fencing for the visually impaired is even a thing that um, coaches will teach the fencers to feel each other, feel the blade to know where, where, they're, at. where they're at. So really, See, that to me makes any- more sense than that. What I just watched. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, though. So we're look how fast she is. She's so fast. So when people are like, "Oh, wheelchair fencing, that doesn't sound exciting," I'm like, "Cool, watch this. She is more badass than me, and I have all my limbs." I mean, you could just see the guys they're, they're sitting around looking at these two going at it too. They're just like, they, "I got hands, and I can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do it." That guy looks like one of the. One of the guys that can't come near a playground. So the guys in the blue jackets that are that are sitting there with the khaki pants, they have to watch. This is kind of funny. They they have to watch the the butt cheeks of the fencers. They uh, they have to make sure that the fencers aren't cheating. That they don't uh, come off the chair. They have to have one of their butt cheeks on the chair, otherwise they could be cheating, right? Because some... how would you explain to somebody that that's what you did for a living? <laughs> like right. that's your job. I'm I'm the butt Paralympic cheek butt, cheek, butt, butt cheek watcher. So see, I'd rather I'd rather I think I I'd like rather do this. I'd, I'd rather be in the chair. I think I don't think I want to tell people that I watch people's butt cheeks for a living. But it's it's just such an amazing thing. So so she got hurt there though. I mean, because right there, both both of them are having they're stopping and it looks like they're well, in pain. At, at, no, well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask him, but e- each time the light goes on, they have to stop and then they re- the referee resets for the point, right? So the ref sitting right in front of them, that's the ref. Oh there. my god. This so he guy, just gave a penalty, of course. Oh, red card penalty. Oh, I mean, do you, ever, do you ever get jabbed though a little bit enough to be like, "Ooh, like yeah. shit." So, like, so so injury re- injury is very low in in fencing. Believe it or not, like you'd think like, "Oh, we're stabbing people with swords." High injury. It's actually want to hear celebrates. It's actually pretty low risk. Um, that po- just doesn't even look right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it just doesn't even look right. But sometimes you could like catch one in the right spot and be like, "Ouch, hurt." Oh, I mean, it, yeah. you you can get hurt, but it, it's just. I mean, fencers are typically well, you, really well aware of their distance. And right, everything. but I mean, the sprains and all that Spra- stuff's got to be a big sp- part of it. Yeah, yeah. Pull muscle. That's why we we have like a really strict like. Uh, warm up and stretch routine, like regimen for the athletes. Um, we have a customized floor in our facility that helps with joints and stuff like that. Um, but like rolled ankle, yeah, and stuff like that. That's like our common injury, not like puncture wounds and like oh, I get stabbed in the. Abdomen. Well, that that's like, that's right. What what you just said with the look, ankle because I'm yeah I use my ankles a lot. I'm out. I'm out. I was going to try. So you could do the parafins. I could do parafins. You did parafins. Oh my god! We'll, just sit, we'll strap you to the chair. Well, you know what's really funny is I I was going to show you this other sport. Uh, th- this is a little more dangerous, Andy. I would, <laughs> this is a little more dangerous. This is a baseball at a thousand miles an hour. A thousand miles. An hour. <laughs> so I wonder if you'd feel that. 
You think uh, you'd feel that, Andy? For about 10 seconds. <laughs> but look, if you got a baseball glove in front of you... And, You're fine. And, <laughs> I can catch that. Wow. See, but really, if you have... If you got 10 baseball gloves, though, no problem. <laughs> Where did you find this? I mean, are you kidding me right now? It's uh, Smarter Every Day. You should check out his... He's got a... Uh, the channel that's really good. It's all kind of science stuff. Is that insane? But he makes a living doing these these uh, videos like this. He's Look, awesome. and, it, and it the air is still going, so the it, it blows all the gloves off too. I mean, what a hey! You could teach that to people. Man, I got nothing on that. That could be. You could teach that to people. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong game. <laughs> I need to be doing that. That's insane. I saw that today, and I was like, I'm just going to put that on. You know, I just got to have this. I want yeah. people to see a baseball going through the middle of somebody. Is it, was that enjoyable for you guys? I, I, I liked it. I mean, it was really... It was cool. <laughs> i tell you what, man. I would, I, I would call you if I couldn't go to sleep at night. I would call you. I've always wanted to do radio. I would love to just Dude. sit here and talk like this. Oh, my Did God. I, all day. I, I would. I would, I would call. I'm, I'm like, like, I can't NPR, go to sleep. NPR I got to call. News. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for listening. The There's nothing she would say that I wouldn't today. believe. I wouldn't believe. I would I believe everything. Yeah. She <laughs> could call me with that voice and tell me she my grandmother's lie. alive again. I would believe it. Grandma's grandma's back. She's back. See, look at that. You, you kidding me? <laughs> your grandmother's alive again. <laughs> really? <laughs> all right, that's great. I'll call you tonight. Fact check it. <laughs> call me. Uh, I don't even know how to use any of this stuff anymore. Okay, cool. We're, we're, that's. I think we've said everything we needed to say tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I mean, I feel good about it. I feel, feel like that was a good we interview. Some things. I think people can understand more about what fencing is, and they need to try it. We you got guys, two songs try, in, right? not just try. one. I'll try. This is. This was a great so convincing night. that voice. I'll, yeah, I'll try anything I'll once. Try it. I'll try it once. I'll do anything once. Anything. I have three I, brothers. I wish I had I'll, scripts. I'll be good at I wish I had something for her to read. <laughs> God, if I just would have remembered. No. Come on, there has to be something no, over there. It's over. I'm not just doing it. The back of the I'm vitamin bottle. Cornish. Just have her start reading the ingredients. Hey, say this. Say if you go to Aurora Nutriscience. Uh, if you and, go to Aurora Nutriscience. <laughs> I, it's too late. I can't even stand up now. <laughs> I can't, I can, I have to, it's going to, I have to sit in the chair for like 15 minutes before I can get up. you let it settle down. No, I'm done. I think we, I think we, we don't, we don't need to go the distance. Two hours is too much. Last week we went two and a half hours. What were you guys doing? Jeez, at one point in time, Andy was streaking. It was yeah, I was going to say, you have a stripper pole in here or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's what There's you dollar need. bills still under your desk. <laughs> Colleen Orander. Is that right? Yeah, Orander. Mm-hmm. Orander. I, I'm, see, I'm, I'm bad with the last names. His name's Filipina. Pereno. What is it? Perenas. It's Filipino. Robert Perenas. That's like Rick Moranis' old cousin. Old cousin. Uh, from Nashville. Old cousin from Philippines. Music City Fencing Club. And then there's Andy. I'm here. Yeah. So I'm good. Chris Weaver. I didn't want to show this, though, because look at how bad I look. <laughs> that looks like you're in like, a cool club. You need, I've a, been, ring, I've you need a ring light. I've been wanting to fix it the whole time. Yeah, well, you don't you're not very good at that on the fly. I'm uh, yeah. Next week we got Jonathan Hutton, which was formerly the voice of the Titans. Do you have you talked to him? Oh, every day. John? Every day. Oh, shut up. <laughs> he calls me up. Well, you know, I mean, have you, have you, you, knew, you knew who that is. The voice of the Titans. Well, the, sta- the he's a standard, guy. he's a member of there. Yeah. But I I don't I didn't know he's not doing that anymore. 
I'm not sure what he's doing. So we get to find out, I guess, next week. He's I the new he voice cancel. of Music City Fencing Club. Oh my God! <laughs> Let's get him. We'll get him to do, is, do, call the show. He's like the radio announcer guy. He was. Is he the guy that goes like, "Sack"? That guy? <laughs> no, he's the commentator. That's uh, the, uh, that's the color guy. No, no, no. It's is it? That's what they call it. It's called the color. Yeah, yeah. You should clarify that. Yeah, you no, know not, not colored yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah, col- yeah. he he. It's called color guy because he's yeah. the one that does the that kind of stuff. That stuff. Great, but but John was John was he would be the one. What's the guy's name that yells sack? Well, I mean that's that depends on where you're at. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't. What what, what are you asking? <laughs> what his name is? Oh, I don't. Jonathan Sack. I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're talking to Jonathan Hutton. Jonathan Hutton. Oh, okay. Phil's going to be back. Oh, good. We have Eric Van Houten is the music guy. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. And then we're going to play the stage at, right after the show. And you're going to head right down. Head right down. You're going to be there. Don't go anywhere. Uh, how Val is validity? Aurora Nutriscience, Sony uh, Mobile, uh, Verdoliac Law Firm, and uh, Aurora Nutriscience. I think I said that. Guidance Whiskey, Titan Motoring. Thanks for our sponsors. Uh, this is this week's, the 16th episode of this season's uh, How Val is validity. We'll see you next time. Uh, 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 if a doctor there. wants to swab me in the-, the rest of the story. Regular gatherers around this campfire may recognize Daniel Custis and Martha, his bride, but I want you to hear the story of their bittersweet colonial Virginia romance once more. There is an ostensibly trivial something of which you may be yet to learn. The Custises and the Dandridges were wealthy plantation families, the former far wealthier and more prestigious than the latter. So snootily was patriotic John Custis primed to resist associating with any Dandridge why they did not even have a coat of arms on their gravestones, he sniffed. And when his son Daniel fell in love with pretty Martha Dandridge, you know what John said? He'd rather throw the boy into the street for anybody to pick up. But Martha was patient and charming. She now focused those qualities on the old colonel, and he never had a chance. By the time Daniel and Martha's wedding... June 1749, John Custis had declared that he was as much enamored with Martha's character as was his son with her person. And when the colonel died only a few months later, Martha became mistress of the great Custis estate. She was a mere 18 years young. Well, her life with Daniel was a whirl of social activity, most of it centered around the grand old plantation house of the grand old Custis Plantation, which comprised more than 17,000 grand old acres of tobacco. Martha also bore Daniel four children, two boys, two girls, before a series of tragedies plunged their wonderful world into darkness. In 1754, their firstborn died at the age of three. Two years later, Martha's own father died suddenly. The next spring, their eldest daughter passed away. And then three months later, Daniel himself fell ill and followed his children to glory. Heart failure, the family physician called it, more precisely, a broken heart. And thus, at the otherwise tender age of 25, did Martha Dandridge Custis become the richest widow in Virginia, so tantalizingly wealthy that during the customary year of mourning subsequent, she was besieged by suitors, and among those hopeful opportunists was an ambitious colonel in the Virginia militia. Martha's family, sensing his pragmatic motives, rather disapproved, so the snooty shoe was on the other foot now, but the result was the same. Martha wanted a good father for her still young children, 
And so a year and a half following Daniel Custis's death, January 6, 1759, in that grand old plantation house, widow Martha Custis married George Washington. Oh, American history rings with the names of George and Martha so loudly that Martha's first love is mostly forgotten. And yet if events coming sometimes cast shadows as they approach, so they must have that once upon a time. For the Custis estate, which Martha inherited from her first husband, the vast plantation in general and its mansion in particular in which she and Colonel George Washington were wed, they had a name that you know yet never knew. For Martha Custis's old Virginia home was called the White House. And now you know the rest of the story.